0: I'd like to tell you about the Victoria Secular Humanist Association, um, which is uh, attempting to do some of the same things that your BCHA uh, does here in Vancouver. We do it differently, we have different resources to do things with. And so uh, uh, the first thing I wanted to say in this regard is the perspective that uh, we follow, that probably you do too. Um, Some of this comes from the work that uh, Glenn Hardy put together, and some of it comes from what Theo Meyer put together. From uh, back in the uh, about 10, 10, 15 years ago, nature is the totality of being. Uh, humans, like all other animals, are products of evolution, and humans are responsible for their own actions. I mean, we, we all agree on those things. Secondly, humanism is a philosophy of life or life stance, it sees no need for God authority. We can be good without God. I mean, this is, we all know this. Humanism recognizes mythology for what it is. It can be great literature, uh, it can be allegorical, but it ain't the truth. So uh, that's uh, something that we, again, all agree on. But the important thing on this slide beyond that is that the humanist principles put together by the, Amster- the uh, International Human- Humanist and Ethical Union in Amsterdam uh, in 2002 uh, provides a very, very comprehensive list of principles, which we found very useful There's also our own Declaration of Principles, which dates back well before that. And there's a book by Gary Boslow. He's one of our members, former editor of Humanist Perspectives. Um, And uh, I recommend you get a copy of this book, because he's dealt with the seven principles that IHEU put together. And he's organized a series of 35 essays to enlarge upon that. And they are not, as most humanists are not, they're not always consistent with each other but they provide different perspectives on the humanist principles. And so I encourage you to look up that book, Gary published a couple of years ago, I guess 2014 is almost four years ago now, but uh, it's well worth, uh, well worth getting. And uh, so the next thing is choices and fear. The right choices that we make in life are not based on fear, and not based on an absolute, fear of an absolute authority. Uh, and it's important for us to keep this in mind They're based on the need, uh, on on promoting the best things for humanity. And we like to solve problems rationally through scientific inquiry. So none of that's new. Motivation. Humans are not born in sin. They don't need religious cleansing. We're already in pretty good shape. Human nature is not fundamentally selfish. Selfish objectives are learned. Uh, Natural pro-social behavior, if we're born with, needs to be reinforced, though. It's quite easily subverted. And the idea that Ayn Rand put forward, for instance, that selfishness is the fundamental motivator in human nature is convenient for those seeking to justify our harsh economic system. But if you go back to the time of Charles Darwin, which is what that stuff at the bottom is that you can't read very easily, in his Descent of Man, his book on Descent of Man, he dealt with those, the, the fact that he did not feel that selfishness was the best fundamental motivator in human existence. Uh, Because people had taken what he'd written in Origin of Species to reinforce the idea that the dog-eat-dog approach to life was, in fact, natural. And he was very disturbed by that. And uh, so the second half of what he wanted to write is one big book originally before uh, um, he was uh, forced to to, to publish uh, Origin of Species. Um, The second book, Descent of Man, describes uh, the important things about uh, human evolution being based on something other than the selfishness. Again, it's not a binary kind of a situation. It's a combination of things that, that, are, that are important in uh, human nature. So the Victoria Secular Humanist Association has been in existence since about 1953. It currently has more than 85 members. It's very active, provides community for its members. And as like you, it promotes inquiry, discussion, and learning. And our program, Briefly, and I'll go into these in a little bit more detail. We have Sunday talks every two weeks, September to May, with a gap for uh, the end for December, uh, the solstice. The Humanist Cafe is every uh, first and third Wednesdays. If there's a fifth Wednesday in the month, as I say to people, we give you time off for good behavior. And uh, sometimes there is a fifth Wednesday. But the first and third, we have a Humanist Cafe in the evenings. There's a Philosophy Salon on the second and fourth Wednesday evenings a Sunday morning breakfast every Sunday at 8 a.m. at J.J. Morgans, and uh, solstice parties on the late summer party, and the occasional field trip and special projects. And I'm going to elaborate on all of these things so you know what they're about. Sunday talks at 10 o'clock on Sunday. That sounds familiar, I expect, at the Cedar Hill Rec Center. Um, we uh, have topics of interest that are, that are solicited from members, and we make arrangements with speakers by a designated person. That sounds familiar, I expect. Um, there are honoraria for non-member, unsponsored spe- uh, speakers. And the speakers' presentations are 40 minutes with a, a question-and-answer period of a similar length. And uh, we, every time we have a Sunday talk, we review some of the humanist principles. Uh, we refer to the ones from the International Humanist and Ethical Union. We review some selected principles relevant to that day's topic. We find that very useful to... Um, attract and keep new members uh, to make sure they understand that we have a set of, of principles. It may not coincide exactly with what people tell them when they come to the meeting, but it gives them a much uh, warmer feeling as to what we're about. And I think sometimes that's, that's missed uh, in uh, humanist organizations because uh, our numbers are getting older, our members are getting older, and we want to attract younger people. Uh, and uh, that tends, to, uh, tends to, to reinforce what we're about. So the Humanist Cafe on the first and third Wednesday evenings of the month is at the James Bay New Horizons Activity Center. Um, topics are volunteered by members. They're coordinated, coordinated by John Pope, who's the moderator. Um, there's an outline sent out a few days beforehand with a, a lot of URL references. And it's posted, as I said, the weekend before. And John runs a moderated discussion after a, 15, a 10 or 15 minute introductory statement by the person who's uh, volunteered to, to uh, initiate that particular topic. And we have no problem keeping the discussion going. Uh, that probably comes as no, no news to you folks. Humanists tend to like to talk and tell other people what they think. The Philosophy Salon is every second and fourth Wednesday evenings of the month at the uh, Bent Mast pub. Um, opposite thrifties in the James Bay Village. The philosophy salon is actually affiliated with the VSAHA. It's run by uh, some people, some of whom are members of the VSAHA and some of whom are not. And it tends to attract new members uh, who are um, not uh, necessarily, uh, who haven't, don't, don't exactly identify as being uh, secular humanists. So it acts as a bridge. Topics are chosen by a popular vote at the previous session And so it's known two weeks in advance as to what's going to be discussed. They tend to be one-word topics. And uh, the uh, discussions are much more esoteric than the ones that occur at the cafe. But they're no less interesting. And uh, uh, that's uh, another source of activity for us. Sunday morning breakfasts. For those willing to get up early on Sunday mornings, uh, we have a social hour. Performs the same function as your pre-talk social half-hour here in that we get a chance to talk to each other. Um, J.J. Morgan's restaurant is is McKenzie at Cedar Hill Road and uh, they know us well enough so that when the waiter, the waitress in particular that I'm thinking of, Gwen, comes around to the table and she asks each one of us if we want the usual. And she's got them all stored up here somehow. And uh, the other waiter is uh, not so good at that, but he's very good at coming along and standing over you while you're having a discussion and chiming something you need, need to know. He's got a degree in history from UVic and uh, he's uh, quite knowledgeable and quite willing to tell you what he thinks and uh, <laughs> it's a neat place to go for breakfast. Turnout out at events. Sunday talks about 25 to 40. Humanist cafe uh, 15 to 25. Philosophy salon 15 to 25. Breakfast on Sunday 10 to 20. Parties somewhere between 25 and 45 and field trips We have a maximum capacity usually of 20. Sometimes it's a smaller capacity than that. The next field trip we're going to have is organized by one of our members, probably to go to the uh, Royal BC Museum to see the nature photography, the annual nature photography display, uh, which is currently on there. We have had field trips to fossil beds, field trips on forestry, field trips on fish hatchery, a number of things where you need to know a bit more about how the world works. Finally, there's a special project called the Walk Through Time Project, which has been going on for some time, uh, spearheaded by Al Wisely. And his objectives, our objectives, are to demonstrate physically the enormity of time required for all the stages of evolution to have taken place uh, by having a trail for people to walk along and see uh, how, much, how much time it takes to uh, go through all the processes that are required. Um, he also is preparing a website with links that can be accessed while you're on the trail. And uh, that's, that's getting easier as technology gets more, uh, more sophisticated. And it's also gotten as an objective to provide an educational opportunity for families to learn about evolution. And uh, this is taking Al a long time to put together, but it's still on the books. And uh, we have hopes that one of these days it'll be more fully operational than it is at the moment um vsh also tries to provide community we figured that this is an important thing to do and to reinforce this we have a care committee that uh, uh is a, is to try to, to try to be aware of the care needs particularly of us older members uh and to provide accurate information on the community resources available and uh, those resources also are available in vancouver and so it's uh it's something that we found to be very useful and the committee on this meets uh, is it four times a year, Phyllis. Yes. Yeah. And uh, run by Ray Travers, and um, it uh, helps to also bring to the fore the needs of members who are uh, who have compromised health and who, who need uh, care. We also have a charitable donations committee because we make charitable donations as you do to various organizations, and of course, there's more of them out there than more worthwhile places to send your money than you have money for. Finally, again VSHA currently uh, has 87 members or at the end of 2017 had 87 members. Uh, we believe that we have a successful humanist organization but one that's not paid enough attention to liaison with cognate groups. So we're concerned about many of the same issues that you as you are and have been working over the past few years with Secular Connection, Seculier, uh, nationally through Doug Thomas in Waterloo, Ontario. Um, rather than uh, so much with Humanist Canada, which also uh, is, of course, national. Uh, and that, those, again, are not the only organizations in Canada that are, have a national footprint. But Doug's been doing a lot of advocacy work that's uh, very good to relate to. It's our intention, then, that this presentation today help to increase cooperation with you people, and that's why that's one of the reasons why I'm here. So that's, what I'm, that's as much as I want to say. I see that the time's got to be almost 11.30, so I'm Happy for you to ask questions uh, at this point. Thank you,